0: Hello, and welcome to Meet My Potential Podcast. This is your host, Deepan Atarajan, that Indian girl from Toulouse in France. And today we're going to talk about getting outside our comfort zones. There is a formula to get outside your comfort zone, and we're going to talk exactly about that with Andy Malinsky. But before we get into it, I'd love for you, if you haven't, please, please go watch my masterclass, because in my masterclass, I talk about how you can make change and how you can make the sustainable change. So getting ready to meet your 2021 goals, check out my masterclass where I talk about how you can rethink the way you lead so that you can achieve the success that you truly desire and have that success in harmony. All right. So without further ado, let's get started. Andy Malinsky is the author of the book, Reach, wonderful book to read. He helps teams and organizations reach their potential by helping people learn how they can step outside their personal and cultural comfort zone. So let's welcome Andy. Hello, Andy, and welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, thank you. Well, we are often confronted to getting out of our comfort zone. And acting with courage and doing something different. Tell us a little bit, given that you've written this book, Reach, what does it mean to be in comfort zone first?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a great question. People ask me this a lot um, because it's a term that people use all the time, comfort zones. I like to think of, um, it's almost like we have a series of zones, right? There's our, we have our comfort zone, we might have our learning or stretch zone. And then we might have something that you might call your uh, panic or terror zone, <laughs> let's say. And d- different activities or different tasks can fall into these different areas. And frankly, they can change over time. So for example, promoting myself on social media used to be in my panic zone. It was something that I avoided at all costs. So now, I guess it's kind of in my comfort zone. Didn't used to be. And so that yeah. can be the same for other things. I think at the end of the day, it's it's really about how much anxiety you have. Comfort zone is obviously a metaphor and it has to do with the anxiety. Is the anxiety minimal? Is it, is it moderate or is it really debilitating?
0: Great, thank you. So in comfort zone, the anxiety levels are minimum. And when you're not in your comfort zone, when you're learning or when you're stretching yourself, then your anxiety levels are higher.
1: Yeah. And and there is there's, there's um, there is some sort of optimal level of anxiety. You don't necessarily want to have... I mean, the absence of... Anxiety does serve a purpose. Um, sometimes it motivates you. When it becomes too much, it can become debilitating. You don't want to be flooded with anxiety. But having some anxiety is not a bad thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I've been in a situation where I was not in my comfort zone. And that situation with the group of people that I was working in, it just stretched me. It stretched me tremendously. And it stretched me for about like three months. And after some time, I lost my patience. And I said, I'm not learning anything here. So basically I stepped out of my comfort zone. I was in my anxiety zone. I was trying to see if I can learn something and be in a new situation, but I wasn't learning. And so does it mean that at one point of time, you know, you just break when you just stretch too much?
1: Yes, um what I discovered so, so so my book reach is is about um, it's about comfort zones and it's about why why we um, why we avoid stepping outside our comfort zones um, what holds us back and what we can do about it and and i and I interviewed many many people from all different professions um, about the challenges that they had in stepping outside their comfort zone and and I came up with um, a set of factors that distinguish people who were successful from those who weren't successful in my research and so um, so I so the answer to your question I would say is it is yes it's it's about anxiety it's about your limits but it's also about a strategy And so what I do in my book and I also have a training program I, I, I help people, um, with a strategy to handle situations outside their comfort zone so that these situations that perhaps were initially terrifying can become part of their part of their repertoire.
0: Fantastic. So would you like to share with us like the major axis of what is that strategy that can help one person to get out of their comfort zone?
1: Yeah. So so um so I um what what I found is is that it boiled down to three core things. Um, And I call them the three C's because they start with the letter C. Uh, The first is conviction. The second is customization. And the third is clarity. Um, and so I guess the best way to think about this is to imagine anyone listening to a, about a situation that, that's outside your comfort zone. Maybe it's about having a difficult conversation. Maybe it's about giving feedback. Maybe it's about public speaking, promoting yourself. It could be anything really. So conviction, the first C, is, 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 is um, it's sort of that deep sense of purpose, that why. Um, it, it doesn't erase your discomfort, but it gives you the motivation and drive and sense of purpose to take action despite the discomfort that you might experience. And that's an interesting process to discover your source of conviction because what you think initially might be your source of conviction, like I want to get this deal or I want to get a promotion, that might be important, but there might be also something deeper. And so that's conviction. That's the first C. Um, the second C is customization, and I have to say this is probably the most exciting thing I found in my research. Um, And what customization is, I guess the best way to think about it is it's almost like the analogy of a tailor. Imagine that you you buy a pair of pants or you buy, buy some piece of clothing, and it doesn't fit you perfectly. It fits you okay, but not perfectly. And so you go to a tailor to have it slightly adjusted to fit you. And again, that's a metaphor. And what that metaphor means in this context is that Any situation that you're in, there's no one size fits all version of any of these things, of how to deliver feedback, about how to um, have a difficult conversation. There are some sort of how-tos, there's some suggested practices, but you can often tweak them, just like a tailor would with your clothes. You can tweak and adjust in a small but a meaningful way to make it feel just a little bit more comfortable for you in order to for you to take that leap. And I talk all about that in my book, my trainings. And then the third C, so we talked about conviction customization. The third C is clarity. And what I found is that people who were most successful at stepping outside their comfort zone were able to achieve some level of, I guess, what you'd call emotional stability in a sense around the specific situation they were focused on. So they didn't fall off the emotional balance beam. They didn't worry. Imagine, I don't know, let's, let's talk about public speaking. They didn't mm-hmm. think worst case scenario, um, I'm going to fail, I'm going to faint on stage, I'm going to make a fool of myself. And they also didn't focus or um, like think too much about best scenario, which is you know, I'm going to be the best TED talker ever. And my, 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 my speech is going to be watched by millions of people sort of, I think when we have anxiety over our situation, we often fluctuate to one of these two sides. We vacillate back and forth between worst case, best case and stability or clarity. This third C has to do with sort of establishing the more realistic middle ground. Uh, and that was important for people stepping outside their comfort zones.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much. I love the Third one, especially when you talk about like reality, right? Uh, Because we either get carried away and we dwell on negative things and we dwell into our own fears and we stay with that, or we have very high expectations of ourselves and we carry our dreams so far at the end that we get into this imposter syndrome or this um, little voice in our head that says, oh, we'll never get there. We'll never be that good. We'll never be that great. I'll never be able to do it as John did it. And like, And therefore, like, what is my reality? Like, what's the reality that I want to step in? That's very, very important.
1: Yeah, and I think it's connected to the idea, the notion of a learning orientation versus an exclusively performance orientation. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that you can have both, you can simultaneously care about performance, and you can also care about learning. But I think where it becomes debilitating is where it's all about performance, it's all mm-hmm. about sort of outcomes, and that that, that can you might achieve the result once, but the stress level and the anxiety and the self-threat involved might, might make it very difficult for you to do that the second time around.
0: <laughs> right. And I love how you put it, like the learning orientation, right? Because behind that is actually the words that, you know, you're going to learn from failure. And so failure is going to happen, right? You're going to try and get out of your comfort zone and Maybe the first time you go and speak up or the first time you actually make a post, no one's going to like it. No one's going to actually, you know, even say anything about it or talk about it, but you still got to be out there and put yourself out there. And so there's this notion of like, how do I accept not meeting my realistic goals?
1: Yeah, it's funny as you were talking, I was thinking about, I don't know why this image came into my head, but I was thinking of a baby learning to walk. (laughs) <laughs> and Im- imagine that a baby learning to walk. Now, babies obviously don't have the cognitive skills that adults do, but just just for the just for the analogy, think about it for a second. Imagine right. a baby had an exclusively performance orientation around walking, <laughs> and they they got up and then they fell inevitably, of course, because babies always fall when they first start walking. If you had an exclusively performance oriented orientation around that. That baby might never try to walk again because they might see themselves as a failure. And you know what? I failed. I see this as black and white. I failed. I can't do this. I'm an imposter. Babies almost inherently have a learning orientation. They have that determination, that desire to learn. Uh, they They get feedback from their environment. They get feedback, of course, from their parents, but they also get feedback from their efforts, And so over time, they learn. And I think this sense of a learning orientation is something that's embedded in us. Um, But many of us also have that performance element and sometimes even the perfectionist element as
0: well. Right, right. So like, you know, when I see a baby in a park, right, I go like, oh, so cute. Or like, even if I see a dog in the park, I go like, oh, so cute. Like, that's so nice. Like You know, but when the baby falls, we're there to pick up the baby and we're there to support but that's not reality in organizations. Like, who's how many people cheer you up when you fall? Not only that, how do I feel about it? The baby just doesn't even um, that feedback loop. They're not waiting for kids are not waiting for it. So, yeah. what can we? What can we do? Given, give, sorry, I'm going to repeat that. So, what can we do given the adult development? That we have gone through the socialized conditions that we have gone through.
1: Well, I think organizations, I think in organizations and in teams, um, of course, it's very different from 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 being a, a child and a family. But there's there is this notion of psychological safety, and there are going to be teams and organizations that are more psychologically safe where they encourage experimentation, they encourage learning. Um, uh, someone I know who's a manager, he says that one of his mottos is to fail fast and fail often, right? I I don't think (laughs) he wants to only fail, but I think embedded in that idea is that he's, um, He's, he's gonna learn from those failures um, because if you never try something that's outside your comfort zone um, you you you'll you, you won't learn you you won't you won't have that process of discovery and in in and, and by the way that that's that's that I should actually come back to the, the three C's I talked about which is the conviction customization and clarity because what's so powerful about those that i found is In the research I have done and also in the training that I do, is that when people apply these three Cs, when they discover their source of conviction, when they customize the situation that they're working on to make it just a little bit easier and more comfortable for themselves, and when they nudge towards that feeling of clarity – The idea is that they're a little bit more likely to give something a go, to try something. And when you try something, as opposed to avoiding something, you can benefit from this idea of self-discovery and learning. You're not going to learn anything if you avoid it. We're really good at avoiding things outside our comfort zone. But when you actually try things and you're reflective about it, you will learn. And oftentimes what I find is people learn it's not as hard as they thought it was, or that they're better at it than they thought it was than they thought they were, which then encourages sort of a virtuous positive cycle of trying something again and experimenting. And but but none of that happens unless you take the leap.
0: <laughs> You're so right. You know, as you talk, uh, the feeling I get is like this formula, this three C's formula, this is the applause that the that you can give yourself and the boost that you can give yourself to be like that baby who's getting up and trying and trying again. Right. And finally the baby learns to walk and to run and run a marathon and get out of. And so this formula is basically that little nudge, that big uh, push. This is like the fire behind getting outside our comfort zone. I remember very clearly when I stepped out of the organization, where I was working in an IT company in France, way back in 2011, I didn't speak French. And I said to myself, I'm going to start a new company here. And I, and the first thing that came to me was fear. Like, oh my God, I don't speak French. What am I going to do? I'm going to start a company here. And who am I going to serve? And, but then I decided my purpose is to make is to help organizations make change and I have a value to bring. So really connected with my sense of purpose. And I can still see that if I didn't connect to my sense of purpose, to that conviction that I had something to bring and the value that I bring something, I would have never started my company in France. And today I work 80% of the time in English because I decided to create a niche for myself. So I truly believe that conviction, customization, and clarity are totally key to get out of comfort zone. Because every time I look back now at any incident, like, yes, this was present in some form or the other.
1: It's that was a brave move of you for, for you back then, huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, that's the power of conviction, right? Yeah. It's the power of conviction that you just don't know where that energy suddenly comes from. You know what you're fighting for, you know what you stand for. And it's like, you know, um, you bring out the sword and you say, this is a shadow that I want to protect.
1: Yeah. You know, it's interesting the the conviction part, um, as i said earlier and this is really true it it, um there's a sort of a oftentimes there's a surface level quasi superficial level of conviction that we have about ourselves but the more we discover ourselves um in what drives us um the sort of deeper our source of conviction can become so for example um for me there are a lot of situations that are outside my comfort zone and I sometimes will think to myself, oh, I need to do this for my career, or it's an opportunity to make some extra money, or it's an opportunity to you know, help the people that I serve or whatever it might be. But what I've discovered over time is that there's other sources of conviction that matter to me as well, such as, for example, um, uh, I want to be a really good role model for my kids. And it's not something that I ever had thought of before. Necessarily, but once I started to focus on that as well, it actually became really powerful. It started to make <laughs> me feel more courageous because I really had a sense of purpose above and beyond myself. And so that's just me. But you know, different people can discover conviction in different ways. But and, and that's a process that I work uh, with people on in, in my in my work and in my training. Um, and. It's 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 really really powerful actually especially in combination with the other two Cs the con- the um customization the clarity.
0: Right, right. And so what's been the biggest um point in your life uh professionally or personally when you had to get out of your comfort zone?
1: Oh my gosh, uh, when hasn't been? I mean it's like <laughs> I mean so so many I mean throughout my life I've 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 experienced so many different um times when i've had to step outside my comfort zone and i and i wish i ha- it's, it's like i wish i had the insights that i have now having done all this research and all this work to help the version of me back then but i mean i can think of everything from going abroad for the first time um, i had never uh stepped foot outside the united states i'm from boston in the united states um, and i went and studied abroad in spain um, and, uh, for college and for some people that might've been, you know, nothing pretty easy to do for me, it was really scary. I had never been, I'd never been on a transatlantic flight. I had, I had barely been in an airplane. Um, I, uh, I had never been away from my family and I had never lived anywhere else like that. And I, I didn't even speak that good. My Spanish was, I had taken one year of Spanish in college. So, <laughs> I mean, so that, I mean, that's, that's the first one that pops into my mind, but then professionally, all sorts of situations, uh, gi- giving talks, giving talks to large crowds, um, um. Uh, self-promotion. Uh, when I wrote my first book, Global Dexterity, in 2013, the book we're talking about, Reach, came out in 2017. But in 2013, I had to start self-promoting on social media. And I didn't use any social media back then. And that was really outside my comfort zone. So for, for a variety of reasons, not just to use it, but also mm-hmm. to self-promote, because it's, it's kind of not my nature. So all sorts of things.
0: So when you step outside your comfort zone, like I, I, I bet, I wonder if that's true for you also, you know, I feel a knot in my stomach or I feel like my throat just chokes up uh, when I'm in an uncomfortable situation and I have to step outside my comfort zone. Like there is a physical element to it. What's your suggestion of how do we manage that?
1: Well, I think the first way to manage it is to, is to normalize it um, to, to know that it, to, to know that it's normal. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, I think what gets hard is when you get anxiety about anxiety. So like, like, like meta anxiety, (laughs) you know? Um, so, so, so I think that, and that, that also helps your anxiety not to spiral. Um, so I think you you get a, you get a knot in your throat, you get a pit in your stomach, you, 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 um, you get queasy, whatever it is to, to tell yourself that, Oh, this is normal. <laughs> I was kind of expecting this. You know, it's not a signal to flee. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's just it's just um, it's just part of the process. I think to me, actually, I think that's the the most important thing. I mean, you know, we're wired. Uh, with a fight-flight reaction uh, based on, you know, our evolution. And so, and there's very good reasons that when we're afraid of something, we flee, we leave, we exit, we avoid. Because maybe that might have been a bear or a lion <laughs> in, in many, many years ago. Something where the fear was indicative of something that was life-threatening. The problem is that now when you have a similar fear reaction, uh, it might the thing that you're afraid of might not literally be life-threatening. It might be scary, but if you can sort of normalize it and tell yourself that and carry on regardless, um, my, my guess is that your very involvement in the activity itself will help make the fear dissipate.
0: Right, and connect with your conviction, right? right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I have another question before we come to a conclusion. When every time I've stepped outside my comfort zone – and I've upped my game, I see my relationships shift and I see I outgrow people and I see some relationships fade away. What have you noticed about this?
1: Hmm. It's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I, that hasn't been part of my experience. Um, but I can see what you mean because, um, your mindset might change, and so you might find yourself connecting with people with a different mindset, a different point of view, or maybe there was a reason that you were with a particular group of people, and now maybe um, you, you've grown beyond that. Um, that hasn't been my experience, but I but I think mm. I, I can fully appreciate what you're saying.
0: Hmm. Okay, thank you. What gets in the way, like of someone, um, like they have your three C's formula. They've been through your training, and what gets in the way in actually applying it?
1: Um, I, I think actually, what often gets in the way would be that they that that without the support of a coach or some, or a, or a trainer or some accountability partner sometimes it's actually hard to get started because we're at the at, at the end of the day we we are very clever at avoiding situations outside our comfort zones we we often sculpt <laughs> our our lives we sculpt our jobs you know, we avoid things in our jobs, we might rationalize to ourselves that, ah, this just isn't that important. (laughs) Or we might replace something that we're scared of with something else that maybe is kind of suboptimal, but at least it's a little bit easier. We kind of craft and, you know, sculpt what we do on an everyday and a work basis, oftentimes, I think, outside of our conscious thinking. And so I think that that tendency to avoid without Without the support of a coach or a trainer or a accountability partner, I think that's honestly what gets in the way the most. And that's why I've created – that's why I do training myself. That's why I've created a coaching certification program for, for REACH uh, to, to certify coaches in the method of helping people step outside their comfort zone because I believe that there, there is this important social element to it.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much. I love the way you said we avoid and we craft, and we are very clever, and that is so true. That is so true. Um, uh, um, Andy, what you just mentioned, we give excuses. We give reasons as to why I need to stay here and why this is not the good time
1: exactly <laughs> <And> we're often <laughs> we're often not aware of it and uh, no. in, in when in, but when we realize it, it's like this big aha, like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> so how do we become aware of the lies that we're telling ourselves? And how do we become aware that we're actually getting stuck in the same pattern, rinse, repeat, and that's it?
1: Well, I think, I mean, honestly, that's part of the reason I wrote the book. Because, you know, when you when you start to see things through, through, oftentimes it's a little bit less threatening if it's through someone else's experience. Like when you experience something vicariously, like read a book, watch a movie, and you, you notice something, Mm -hmm. uh, it's a little less threatening than when it's about you, but if you can make the connection, I think that that's when it can open your eyes. So that's part of the reason I wrote the book. So, you know, so for, for people to, to learn about themselves by learning about other people's stories.
0: (laughs) By the way, for the listeners who are listening out there, I read Andy's book and it is just great. It's a very easy read and more than learning about how to get out of comfort zone. It is such an easy read, and Andy really knows how to tell a story and how to tell that in a way that you will, um, you will just get the best out of it. So I highly recommend buying that book. Uh, thank you so much, Andy, for being here with us. And before we close this episode, would you like to share one last message with the audience?
1: I'm sorry, I didn't hear the last part oh, of what you said.
0: Sure. Would you like to share one last message with the audience? Hmm. Um, my, my, my
1: message would be to, to, um, to experiment, uh, in, 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 in this new year, uh, with, with something that is outside your comfort zone, but that's something that you think you have a sense that it could actually benefit you either personally or professionally, something that's not in your panic zone or terror zone, <laughs> some, in other words, something that doesn't cause you tremendous levels of anxiety. And the reason I say that is because that's something that's probably a little harder to work on. Um, but choose something that's in, in what I might call your learning zone. You're anxious about it, but, but, but on some level, you feel it might be doable. And give it a go. I mean, check. Uh, you know, feel free to to take a look at my book or any of the stuff that I have for free on the internet about about comfort zones. Um, and and give it a go and give it a try. And I think you're probably going to surprise yourself. And so that that would be my my final words.
0: Thank you so much. So, please take those baby steps. And the first baby step would perhaps be to get the book Reach available on Amazon. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll look forward to talking to you again in one week's time. And until then, stay cool. Thank you, Andy. Thank you.